0: Salutations, human listening, this is our mystical podcast, podcast of all things, all things, what does that mean? It means everything, life, philosophy, science, mysticism, things you probably have imagined before and many, many you have not. So, if you want to download some crystalline streams of rainbow light into your pineal gland, You'll have to stay tuned right now. Human friends of Earth, I have entered a new chapter in my life where I have, colloquially speaking, entered the world. The world, or as some people call it, the Matrix or basically society because it's what happens to us when we realize we like to live and so we have to go and get a job and earn money and pay bills and take out loans and buy things we didn't even think we needed until we got something like an apartment which i did i got an apartment i'm in an apartment it's great i smiled I was like, yeah, finally, I'm re-entering the world again. I'm re-entering it. I don't have to live off of someone else like some sort of leech. Or you don't have to see it that way, but wait, you know, whatever. I'm just giving a perspective here. And you don't have to be cynical about it, like those gnostically speaking, always feel as though they're trapped on Earth in some sort of weird hell dimension or if not even held to mention, just some sort of tired depression, which shouldn't happen in the universe. It shouldn't happen that you're tired or depressed or lonely or anything. So that's what we're here to solve in this podcast. We're here to solve those things. And I express my life in an attempt to... Because all I know is my life, so I might as well tell you about it, which is what I'm doing now. It's pretty cool. I had a dream. I like to call it an astral dream because it was better than a dream. Or maybe it was like a super lucid dream. I don't know what you want to call it. But the energy of this dream is hyper Like, it comes from a different plane than a dream plane. It's from a higher planetary sphere or something. So anyways, I was um, busy working on my endeavor in this dream. My endeavor is to grow the audience of my podcast or start live streaming, writing more, and have more traffic to my website so people can download crystalline rainbow streams to their pineal gland and explode their frontal lobes or whatever part of their brain needs an explosion of wisdom and awesomeness, which I imagine everyone needs in this Day and time in history, which is of now. The year 2022, if you're listening to this, might be in the future. That's very likely. But probably not much has changed, um, unless we're talking about some sort of political or technological. I mean, not much is going to change. If You're listening to this in the year 2040. Assuming extraterrestrials haven't landed, in, in which case a lot will have changed. But I'm just going to assume that hasn't happened yet. So during this dream, there was like this sphere. And it was glowing. And it was so super liminally glowing. And I was like, look, it's the world. And uh, I saw it. And it was like a planet Earth. So I was like sitting on planet Earth looking up at another planet Earth. Pretty wild dream I had. And it was significant for me because it was like, wow, yeah, I guess I'm finally doing the real work. Because I guess anyone can be such as the sadhus who don't have any money. They just kind of sit on the carpet all day. And I always talk about this in my podcast. I kind of envy that. I envy that. I remember reading autobiography by uh, Paramahansa Yogananda. Who was yogi in the east in India, and he trained with the guru, and he was pretty spiritual. But he was kind of like a Ramdas character. He was like a he was like an up level from Ramdas, where Ramdas was like completely kind of like completely uncertain about a lot of his spirituality in terms of like how good he was. Yogananda was like, well, I'm just a little, you know, I'm not perfectly enlightened. But I'm definitely more wise than you, so I might as well tell you all the cool stuff. Which I found pretty... I like that. I like when people are confident in their spirituality because it makes me want to trust them more. But then also, you know, I like the authenticity too. It's all good, whatever. It's whatever floats your boat, human. Do you like... you like that term? I'm trying to coin that term. Human. I mean, as a sling as a as a catchphrase at the end. You know, like how people say, "Hey man," or hey, "What's up, boss," or "Yo, uh, dude, my dude." No, human. It's not. It's it's neutral. It's neutral. I think I'll catch on. I think I'll catch on. And I didn't just feel a dagger in my energy field because of that. Nope, I felt perfectly fine. So, so anyways, Yogananda, he came from the East and he went to America and he spread the teachings and he was really popular and it's extremely useful for the spiritual movement and enlightenment and all that cool stuff where we grow in consciousness and kind of are more compassionate. Well, there was one story where he was, I don't know, in like a really cool city in India, like Kashmir or something. Real mystical city of beautiful, apparently, I want to go there one day before I die. Once I somehow make it, (laughs) once I make it in the world. Anyway, there was a story of him where he was talking to some person who literally would just do nothing all day. He would just walk around a park, kind of like set the end of the Ganges River eat some food, and go home. And Yogananda envied this man because his life was full of having to teach people, having a school, having to manage all the resources and everything that went into the kind of work he was doing. And he realized in his incarnation that that was just not his path. He was not going to get there. He would he would always have to be working with people. Isn't that kind of interesting to hear because when you may think about your life, you wonder, certainly they, and then there's you know new age channeling that talks about this where maybe we incarnated in life for a specific theme. like we knew, that being born to these parents, we're going to face certain challenges and our consciousness you know, reverberating throughout the time-space continuum would pick up a piano or would start and be a runner or you would be really good at math or you would be really good at talking with people or not very good at any of those things and you would have to explore the idea of sadness, or whatever it is. It's interesting to think about because then there's the idea of like, well, you could... some people's theme is to change their theme. And I always thought that was pretty interesting. I always like to take everything meta because I always wonder how far we could take free will, for example. And I'm reminded of like witches that were burnt at the stake, or you know, they might not, they just mystical people. And they would describe how they would want to learn astral projection because they knew that at a certain point they would have to withdraw from their body so that they wouldn't feel the pain and anguish of being burnt alive at the stake. Because if you can astral project, what like what harm can be done to you? What pain can be done to you? And it's the same idea. I suppose other mystics have talked about it. And there's the story of al being like cut up alive and still laughing. This idea of pain and anxiety. When we're in the world, we you know we don't like that. We don't want to do that. When we wake up, we're like, oh, no, I'm gonna to have to be around other humans. Is there a way? I wonder. And what I'm currently doing now and kind of exploring. I call it real spirituality where I'm not sitting on the carpet and I don't have to interact with anyone. I have to interact with someone every day. And is there a way to just not have that anxiety? Just always feel good? Embrace whatever cringe thing you said on the previous days or whatever mishap or or mistakes that you happen to make during the course of your interactions and relationships with other fellow humans. Causes that small sting, I call it, sting of pain in the solar plexus that won't seem to stop so you gotta sense your energy field and you sense your energy field and you realize that's You that's your power There's energy there. There's a, a synthesis happening a growth occurring so you don't have to displace your real life by looking at movies or television shows that have obvious drama and interactions And laughter going on there. You can make your life that movie through the synchronicity of your intelligence and conscious willpower to always flow within whichever state of being you prefer or whichever one is needed in the given moment. So grasping that, that's an interesting concept, isn't it? Makes you wonder, how far do I want to go in life? What is my theme Am I supposed to be in this position? And if so, then can I can I extract the juices in a cold, pressed format where I can crush the seeds into a fine puree of blended vitamins and nutrients and suck it down, dry and enjoy every single drop? Or am I just gonna live an extremely boring and mundane mechanical robotic existence? where I just take up the role as an NPC and then uh, have my little playground of video games and movies where it's the only <laughs> momentary joy I can get out of the moment. Uh, yeah, whatever. I know I'm not gonna judge you for doing that. Certainly that's one way to live. I know I'm not gonna be the one that says, you know you have to be the person that says go to the fucking gym and just constantly rails you with a, a lashing of spiked tendrils to your back punishing you for not being a better human. I can't possibly do that anymore. I think I probably did that in the past, but not anymore unless you're an individual that I interact with cons- on a consistent basis and I'm just bored of your energy and I I guess that happens. You know what? You know I can't judge people for being the people that use the tendrils of spiked lashes towards the back of other people, can I? <laughs> Is this where I? Hit? No. Okay. So you could, whatever. Look, that's the point. I'm not gonna be the one, unless I unless you want me to be the one. In which case, I will do that for you. Low down payment of a hundred dollars. 0.2% APR financing and a half uh, KPR beneficial rates will make it happen, will make it happen. So I've been having interactions with many people recently on my podcast and elsewhere. And I just want to interact with them more, and I don't know when to retweet their tweets, or when to reach out to them, or when to like their tweets. So I do my best in given the balance of all interrelational aspects. I do my best. I do my best. I wish I could share more, and like them more, and then comment more. But it just feels like, ah, am I in the way? This is too much. And if I comment on that person, then the other person will be like, hey, why didn't you comment on my work? It's such a drag. It makes me wish I didn't have to do this. It makes me wish that I was one of those cool people that, you know, they're only following like two or three people and then they got 100,000 followers and then whatever they tweet out, it's going to get a like. Doesn't matter what they tweet out. They could tweet out anything. They could tweet out, I, I uh, hate um, everything and everything sucks. 20 likes, 100 likes, several retweets, and or whatever the social media equivalent to likes and retweets is um, shares and um, loves or whatever. I don't know. Maybe you're making a new platform. It'd be cool. Invite me point is here point is here that I had an interaction with Andy Wang and it was an interesting interaction I talked about in a previous podcast because everything was super positive made me believe I could maybe I could make money being a live streamer whereas in my guidance principle my spiritual guidance principle at a time which was using synthetics, if you can look that up some sort of bodily energy movement where I can ask a yes or no question and the source of all ostensibly would give me an answer of yes or no. So i could be like, can I make money being a live streamer? And at this moment, I get an emphatic yes. Sure, why not? You could do that. Do that now. You got time. You got um, principles. You got the plan. Do it. Can I make money off my podcast? I get an emphatic yes on that, whereas previously it was no. And this all shifted when I had a chat with Mr. Wing, and he said, he was just like, oh, it's going to be a party. It's going to be a party. We're going to invite people. We're going to have fun. We're going to use tactics, play some Apex Legend." And at the time, I was exploring this idea where maybe I didn't want to play violent video games. It was kind of weird. I knew someone, um, for example, the children growing up these days, very sensitive, which is a good thing. A lot of people say, "Ah, oh, why are people so easily offended nowadays? It sucks that people are so offended and everything's crazy. It's because, well, it's because they haven't balanced their sensitivity yet. It's basically, they're super sensitive to all things Like when you smoke a hell of a lot of weed, you'll get a glimpse of what it's like to be super sensitive. You uh, consider all um, aspects of the world. I believe I remember reading Robert Anton, or listening to Robert Anton Wilson, where he uh, noted how smoking weed makes you in contact with people around the world, where you'll notice, um, I don't know, You'll just drift to a documentary where, you know, bombings are going off in Africa or some other uh, third world nation or some sort of slavery happening, um, virtual slavery of some sort, forced labor, and you'll get sensitive. You'll get compassionate, especially on weed for some reason. Or meditation does the same kind of thing. You get sensitive. Now, the negative aspects of that is you'll be easily offended, um, which I'm going to talk about later. I'm going to talk about that later. Maybe how to balance that from my point of view. So I was talking this loving human and it made me just, oh yeah, I can do. It was so cool because I was having like these nightmares of really grotesque images and stuff. I remember when I was... And he made light of it. He made it seem like everything in the universe was okay to look at and appreciate. I know a lot of people get down on pornography and other kinds of images and, uh, you know, just behaviors people do. And they're like, ah, crude. It's degenerate or it's derogatory. Or you shouldn't do or be or act that way. And I totally understand that Um, one perspective of being professional and good looking human and respectful totally understand it but from another perspective why no who cares is like you can do whatever be anything you want and just face the consequences of that because you're enjoying life and i it's probably would. all these like i want to call them hip i'm not downgrading the word hippie but hippie music festivals Burning Man and all these kinds of things where people just, like, dress up in cosmically uh, chromatic clothing and just paint their face and dress up as Vikings or pirates or whatever and just be whatever they want to be for the time being. Because who cares? It's all existence. It doesn't matter. So, yeah, basically, this is just an advertisement for my livestream to... <laughs> Follow me on twitch.tv slash Just do that. I'm going to talk about that. I'm going to be playing video games and then talking about this kind of stuff. is great. See that? Now, I used to have a fear about that. I used to be like, oh, you can't mix mysticism and uh, philosophy and shooting people with guns, virtual guns. No, that's crude. It's wrong. Uh, and it was great to have Orion on from Thought Beans, and he was like, mix it, mix it up. And I, I wanted to tell him, I wanted to tell him, I was like, oh, thank God you said that. But I, I was so in the moment wanting to ask him a question. I just wish I could have told him at that moment, thank God, thank the all. Thank the source of everything that you said that, because then it feels like I can express myself easier in that medium and Of course the other side of this some marketer is gonna be like oh well You still gotta find your target Demographic and that scares the living daylights out of me right now I don't I want to see if I can make it without that without focusing on one subject Target demographic. that I can't even imagine how I would limit myself at this point But maybe I will in the future. I don't know. I need your feedback. How bored of you are of this podcast, right? Does it feel like a junkyard of information or are you getting something out of this? Why hasn't anyone? Contact me, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Part of information or are you getting something out of this? Why hasn't anyone? Contact me, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. But uh, the interesting (gasps) subnote of this conversation I had was a dream. And I titled this dream True Ascension? Question mark. Had it on October 3rd. And it was after my talk with Andy Wing where I was super impressed by his insight and I say some secretive stuff. I will not be telling you, not at least at this point. And during this dream, I was like sitting at a table and there was a person that just lit a fire on the table. And I realized this fire was directed towards me. And so I dodge it. And so basically, I get poked fun at from a variety of people and I'm on a battlefield And it gets more serious. People, you know, have dreams shift, and I'm on a battlefield for some reason, and there's trolls trying to take advantage of me. I'm clashing with people in full body armor now. Now we're all in full body armor. And I feel like it's too much for me to attack them. I don't want to attack them, right? I just want to run around. And they chase me down, slap me upside the head, and all of a sudden... I start to ascend, I start to fly above them, high, high above them, and I realize I can wipe them all out with some sort of, I don't know, light beam of consecration, some sort of the lightning flash of awesomeness that's also destructive, some sort of Zeus power. But the part of the dream that struck me the most was the fact that I realized they were afraid of this power just as much as I was afraid to use it. Um, I had that emotion within the dream. I had that thought form. So I interpreted a dream. Of of course, anyone can interpret it any way they want for any reason they want. You know, and you don't have to interpret dreams either. might be more useful in some cases to just not... Just let your subconscious filter out the garbage. But a lot of times I find it useful to interpret dreams just to, you know, make a positive meaning out of it. And it sort of made me feel like, okay, now that I'm putting myself out here Gary Vaynerchuk style, I realize that there's going to be a lot of negativity aimed towards me, especially since I'm, you know, blending all aspects of life which includes politics the most dramatic aspect of of our entire life includes anything you politics includes anarchy and it includes communism and uh, capitalism and all the things all the foreign relations voting uh whatever policies where you nuclear you solar and Um, Are you eat what kind of foods are you eating you want to ban those foods or it's so many things It's like a very it makes you think oh, yeah, I guess the Gnostics were right I guess we are trapped in some sort of hell dimension. We're, We're just constantly trying to tell people what to do It's weird and then if you're on the side of you know not telling people what to do You're kind of like forcing them you're like hey You're not supposed to be telling people, you shouldn't tell people what to, it's like saying you have, you're controlling someone to not control someone, which is obviously a higher form of control, but it's not, it's still within the realm. So I interpreted this dream wherein um, I'm going to have that, I'm going to have that. And then there's a second part of the dream. So I, I forgot to tell you. I just, Then I was just, after that, after I ascended, I was transported into uh, chilling with Joe Rogan. And we were like really high. And I guess um, he showed me a bee. And he was like, do you want to eat this bee? You can get really fucked up on this bee, bro. And so I ate the bee and an angel Then struck me down with a javelin of light, and the javelin of light just appeared before me, and I was suspended in animation, and then I woke up. I don't know what that dream aspect part meant, but I just kind of interpreted it to mean don't forgo your principles. Don't lose sight of your spirituality when you enter into this stream. So I really appreciate you listening to my podcast because you're going to get the full hero's journey if you started from the beginning. Certainly, as I have been making these podcasts, the amount of audience has gone up because of the things I've been um, enacting from these motivational, basically from that one motivational book from Gary Vaynerchuk called Crushing It. I did, he was just like, yeah, just start, you know, posting more. <laughs> Basically, yeah, that's all he really had to say. He was like, yeah, just keep posting more. And, you know, don't give up. And just, uh, you know, find people to talk with on the internet. And you'll eventually get there. And I believed him. And certainly now, um, you know, easily could dip. It easily could slow down but it definitely seems like it's heading towards a more general direction of growth so we'll see where this takes us so anyway let's get back to the point of sensitivity managing anger in life i'm exploring that i moved and i guess moving is always stressful and the most stressful point When I have to move my gaming computer, my $1,000 gaming computer, I just don't want to drop it. And I walk up the stairs, and then I see that the door is locked, because my mom was, quote-unquote, helping me move. And I was standing there with my gaming computer, didn't want to put it down, didn't want to do nothing except for kick the door really loudly. And just, I kicked the door really loudly because I just wanted the thing done. I could have been more gentle, but maybe I could not have because of the situation that was before me. That seems like a lie, but we'll just go with it for now. And so my mom opens the door and I said, please just wait in the car. Just wait in the car. I don't need you. And I guess... I guess that was a pretty good management of the anger. I don't know. Maybe someone will say that's pretty passive-aggressive, isn't it? You're still being passive-aggressive. So um, people nowadays very sensitive. That's a good thing because it allows us to pick better choices and do better in terms of helping people. But we can easily get triggered by just the smallest things. I was talking to... Um, Andreas and Raphael before the Neuropa show that uh, is on Xertus's channel. God, I wish I could pronounce that word. I cannot, and I will continue not to be able to. Z-I-R-T-U-S. Look it up. And I was saying, yeah, sometimes even the word trigger, like people get triggered, and that's such a wily... Uh, exaggerated term we'd like to use I don't know I haven't seen it used too much recently but I'm sure it's still being used triggered like when someone I don't know makes fun of your hair and you get triggered it's almost like oh am I going to explode no it's usually just like a mild frustration and anger and then I used to for me I used to get triggered by the word trigger. I would see the word trigger and I'd be like why are you using that word? It's too exaggerated and I get triggered. I would get triggered. And then I would say, "Well, there's got to be a better word like dissatisfied." But even that word is still kind of, you know, extreme on some cases. You could say frustrated. Even that is still kind of extreme there. I wish there was just like a It's like a I was flickered. I Was so flickered by that because that's most of what my energy is is like oh, I was just kind of flickered It's very rare that I get triggered. It's when I have a gaming computer in my hands and the door is locked when it should be open and and I have, I could easily lo- give out, and drop this a thousand dollar computer. I get triggered, but even then, therefore, an enlightened master would be like, "Why even care about that?" You know, they would laugh at me. They'd be like, "Why are you so?" Like, why are you so? Tr- I don't know what word they would use. Flicker. Or tr- they would use a word, and they'd be like, "Why that?" Because you could easily not, and it's so true. I easily could have not if I. Somehow just trusted everything would be okay. I could have placed the gaming computer down gently because I know it's not going to harm it to place it down. And I could have gently knocked on the door and my mom would have opened it and she would have, you know, said some negative thing. Oh, the apartment's crooked and I don't know if you're going to be safe here and um, you're, I don't know you're going to be okay. And all these tr- potentially triggering things. And you could just be like, I don't care. You know, your body, mind, matrix complex could be like, I don't care. I, it, uh, you don't know even have to say that because obviously if you say that, it's going to sound like you do care. You know, when people say, I don't care, that means they care because <laughs> cause otherwise they probably wouldn't have said it. But, you know, maybe they weren't, you know, it's not that extreme. Obviously, they were just a little flickered. So, 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 the way one can manage this is to first, I first and foremost realize all perspectives are equal. And that's so weird to talk about because you're like, oh, so you're saying fascism is equal to freedom? You are one, you're part of the problem. You're trying to change the textbook dictionary definitions like Orwell predicted. And no, that's not, I mean, sure, that's also true though what that person just said. That has to be kept in mind. Um, though, if one was state of being wants, requires that which is equanimity and tranquility, one would have to realize it's all equal. So then when someone has a, a thought that's god having a thought there and so you have to be like oh okay why what came why do you perceive it that way and why wouldn't you perceive it this way instead because i see you know i prefer to lean towards this perspective of freedom and unconditional love whereas you're sort of being a fascist right now you you would you know respectfully understand that they are being fascist because they believe it is correct they're they're censoring people or they're you know banning people from certain activity or they're restricting access to, because they think it's right they think that's what's going to make everything better and good and utopia um or or sometimes they don't even believe that th- th- there can be a perfect world or a a better progression and that's part of the so anyway you get the picture i trust you get the picture here you see everything all is equal so even war and bloodshed and all those terrible things that you want to cry out and rage is also just another aspect of human existence i See, for me, since I'm an Aquarius, of course I see things like this, and it's easy for me to see things like this. I wondered, like, if everyone is supposed to see things like this, or if they're supposed to be detached from their rage. Like, they can still rage at obvious injustice, you know, but I I imagine they find it fun. They're, They're not frustrated by it. They're not, like, boiling, and it's eating them inside. If that's happening, of course, you have to find it. A way to just be be that instead of um, be d- dwelling in that. I wonder if that makes any sense. Like if you stub your toe and you go fuck, you don't say, "Oh, I wish I didn't stub my toe there," or or I or you're like, oh, "I'm so stupid stubbing my toe. God damn toe stubbed." Like you're not you're not dwelling in it. You just were that for a moment and then the next time you stub your toe you probably would be able to transcend even saying fuck because you know know if there's children around you can't just willy-nilly say fuck (laughs) you have to keep control conscious control all right so yeah you get that point a lot of ways you can go around this sensing your energy just being in your energy field or you can just distract yourself with some sort of mechanism of imagination and wonder uh, Abraham Hicks style, where you just just perceive pleasure, and that's pretty. I mean, that's also mind. That's also conscious control, or what uh, sometimes I call mind control, like actual mind control, where you're controlling your mind in the sense of you're directing where your thoughts go. If you um, obviously sometimes grotesque thoughts or angry thoughts enter into the consciousness, so you can see how free will plays a huge role in your life because you can be like, why am I thinking those thoughts right now? Why am I not just, I don't know, thinking about a Pokemon or um, loving embrace that special someone or just like relaxing in a Hawaiian beach? Why can't you imagine that or think that um, if you can imagine or think the weird grotesque thought that just happened because you viewed some sort of image on um, your social media that just came up, it's weird because it's Halloween and there's a lot of weird and creepy images. Why can't you enjoy that creepy and weird image? Why can't you see the aesthetic of that image as well? Why can't you enjoy that image and be like, oh, that's a great um, decaying zombie right there. Like, the artist worked really hard on that decaying zombie. Why can't I just enjoy that decaying, grotesque, Weird zombie probably has some, like some little saliva coming, you know, I I don't even want to say it because this podcast is for people that are enjoying food at the moment or whatever they're doing. So I'm just saying like, can you listen to that neutrally? Can you, can you seep into the silence and just fill it in with whatever rainbow light you want? And I say, yes, you can. You emphatically can. Uh, and you can get better at it. And then you can have lucid dreams, or astral projects, and visit extraterrestrials. You can be so good. Some person said they can consciously astral project every night. But I don't know. They're like 60 or 70 years old or they're somewhere around that age. Seems like they had more experience on planet Earth. I don't know. I don't think I'm ready for that yet. I'm just materially focused right now. I've noticed that when you become more focused in the material plane, that I guess I was really focused on just controlling my state of being, so much so that I would forego the external reality. Um, So basically, my waking world was super easy, but incredibly boring. And then my dream world was very weird, but... Also incredibly blissful at times and now that I um uh, Well, I don't know if there's any difference in it, um, But now that I am working more and focused more on the material world My dreams seem shorter. It just seems like I need less Dream time or something. I don't know. I'm still exploring it. It's weird It still seems kind of the same actually Still seems like oh sometimes I get those cool dreams. I had a one dream where I was like sitting in some sort of Riza planet, and there was like a rainbow bird that landed on near me. Yeah, vibrant blue bird before me, changes color, shimmers from gold to red. And that, but that happened last month. Uh, I mean, nothing cool happened until you know just a few days ago, where I saw that world. Or the beginning of October, where I, you know, ascended briefly. I don't know, I was getting more sexy dreams when I was just kind of living living, the, living the, the, the monk life. Well, anyway. I'm going to write an article about that. It's going to make way more sense than what I just said, because what I have said for the last ten minutes is kind of nonsense. I need more feedback from people like you. What topics would you like me to talk about? I remember a while ago someone said, "Can you talk about animals, like the relationships of animals?" And I thought that was cool because I was like, "Yeah, I could totally talk for days about like spiritual aspects of animals and their psychic in the future of animals." Right now, I don't know. I don't know what people want so I'm just I'm just stream of consciousness scene right now because it's the easiest thing I can think of doing tell I know what people want I know I haven't found people are like oh you gotta find your niche and stuff like that I don't know. I guess uh, recently I was looking into eco-villages and uh, learning more about them. There's a website where I, I talked to someone on some spiritual dating website. and <laughs> She was extremely enigmatic and me like, I live in the moment and perfectly swell. Uh, it's kind of interesting talking to her. And then she just kind of... I was like, hey, where do you live? And then she linked me the site called... It's www.ic.org. IC stands for Intentional Community. It's a really cool website. You can search for communities everywhere. I search Hawaii. And you search for communities that are vegan or omnivore, whatever. Some of them pay you. Some of them share profit. There's one farm. I don't know, it's called, like, Fruit Haven, and they only eat fruits, but they got, like, 50 varieties of tropical fruits you can choose from. I guess there's, like, religious ones, if you're a Christian or something, you just kind of want to be with other Christians, or Buddhist ones, if you just want to be with other Buddhists. Really interesting. Um, there was even one that was really wild. It was kind of like a... Well, I won't even go into it, but... Uh, It's cool, there's a lot of cool stuff there Shared housing or chances to build your own house I was just looking up this idea How the communities work Some are like anarchist communities Some work in a weird, uh, benevolent, dictatorship kind of way And others have just different forms of governing themselves It's pretty cool Because I thought For some reason, I'm not going to be able to get an apartment. I have too much debt, and no one wants me. I haven't had a job in a while and stuff like that. But sure enough, I did get this, and so I'll be here for a while, I guess. I don't know. I enjoy this life. I don't feel like I need to go out in nature. I kind of did that stuff already. But some of you might want that experience. If you feel like you're stuck in life and you want to get out into some other field... Certainly one way to go. I feel like in the future, maybe that is something I will be doing. That's why I'm still looking at it and researching, like, finding people. I want to talk with them. Be like, what's what's it like over there? Is it? Can I bring my gaming computer over there? Can, do your solar panels, um, can they hold 240 volts uh, per second? No, I don't know how much. I just like imagining what would be the perfect scenario on planet Earth. I don't know, probably somewhere in Hawaii for me. That's just for me, but everyone's different. Um, and it's kind of weird to talk about that sometimes when we're talking about spirituality. It's like, hey, what kind of house do you, do you want to live in? A mansion? And how much money you want to make? Um, but nowadays, it's not really that weird to talk about because of new thought and channeling material, where they're like, yeah, now it's part of existence, it's called the material world. And it's really interesting that Hindu philosophy and Buddhist philosophy kind of say, go stay away from that world, which isn't wrong, because certainly there has got to be some sort of detachment from that world, or it'll be the hell realm. I just like, I just wonder why, I just wish that there was more balance to these philosophies it always seems like ah they're really emphasizing this one point over another and it's and I guess that can confuse people then again whatever I'm doing could confuse people because I'm going all over the place in tangents. I just feel like this is what people need they need all perspectives. And no emphasis on any given point, except for what I happen to be. Obviously, I'm going to emphasize something. It's going to be the, it's probably the side that you don't want to hear. That's my emphasis. Transcendence and ascension to the highest level right now. No waiting. Nah, I'm kidding. You can take your time, whatever. Whatever. You don't need to be in an eco-village, just stay at your job, just grind, baby grind, just do, eat at McDonald's, just go to McDonald's every day, just, you know, I kind of like that, um, speaking of McDonald's, which I don't go to anymore, because, first of all, it's gross, and I don't want to support McDonald's, and basically, their french fries have dairy in them, and so, I just, even know that one documentary supersized me, I just thought that was the coolest thing. It was like so tantric. He was like, I'm going, this is like a childhood dream of mine. I'm going to go to McDonald's every single day and see what it does to my body. What an exercise. Like if you think you're addicted to McDonald's, what an exercise to just eat at McDonald's every day. I remember talking to, because then you'll get through the desire. I remember talking to my friend in Sedona, Anas, and we were talking about a person on YouTube that said it was so cool and weird at the same time. He was like, McDonald's is a fifth dimensional food substance. It's a fifth density food. It helps raise your vibration. Get a quarter pounder with cheese. And a Diet Coke every day, and it will raise your vibration. This is what this person said. And of course, we were enlightened as we were on the top of the cliff, the top of the mountain. We said, that's actually an interesting perspective. Man, we were exploring it all. We said, that's an interesting perspective, because if you believe McDonald's is a high vibrational food, then you better... It was so cool. He was like, you better be eating at McDonald's, friend. You better be eating McDonald's because you believe it's a high vibrational food. You're going to get a high vibration from it. And I believe that day I saw him eating a salad. He was like, yeah, I feel like I want a salad right now because certainly there's always... I want to call it the objective world or the collective consensus of what is normally and usually physiologically conducive to our body and more relevant and that which is going to interact and interface with the world uh, more consistently. That's the word. Consistently and, and probabilistically speaking. And so, yeah, the science found and is still finding evidence and ancient mystery schools have found and probably, if they still exist, are still finding that, you know, raw foods are healthy. (sighs) So if you believe raw foods are healthy for you, you better goddamn be eating those things every day. If you like the taste, for me, I'm just not there yet. Not even there, not I know it's better for me to eat those things, but it just it doesn't feel like it's better for me to eat those things, so I don't um but I know one day i I'll have a greater sensitivity in my body, and I'll realize, oh, I've been a fool. I should have been eating way more of these things, and I had the time and the money. I just it's, it's just it just doesn't feel conducive. it feels like it's a a drain and a. Uh, takes up my time more and I have to think more you see like see how I'm purposely being foolish because because if I went there now, then I'll be like, oh I'll I'll have a cognitive dissonance and I'll be like, maybe I do need to have Beyond burger here and there Anyway, anyway, that's the idea of Tantra. It's really interesting. Go through your desires Whatever desire you have you probably hey. if if you have a desire for fame and get yourself out there a little bit more let's let's connect i'll retweet your stuff i'll retweet. and if anyone wants to be on this podcast let me know love to have you on chat for an hour about anything at all within this dimensional existence i'm gonna maybe i need to watch a movie there was like some robin williams movie i was supposed to watch where it's like he was in a dream world or something. I need to watch something like that. Maybe then I'll have something interesting to talk about. Right now, this is I'm. I'm sorry. I don't have very many new things to talk about. I'm currently sweeping floors as a custodian while imagining ways I can raise my vibration in that moment. And it's it's it's. It's not a cool, it's not as cool obviously it's not a cool experience because I'm sweeping floors and stuff. But I'm not depressed. It's a miracle. (laughs) Okay. Anyway, I don't see anything in the news worthy of noting. Except for the fact that that one Twittered account that predicted the Queen's death, I think it's just a question mark? I don't know what the handle is, but it basically predicted the exact date the queen would die. And the next prediction it made is on November 18th, there'll be some sort of announcement or event or something. Certainly it's possible. Will it be life-changing and societal tectonic plate moving? I don't... probably not. From my usual flow of these things. Nothing new is going to happen. It's just going to be a slow, steady rise or fall. Fortunately, fortunately for you, that means you can make your life how you want it. How you want it. So uh, yeah, I, I just need some filler time here. Join me in this meditation, friends. We're going to do a meditation and guess what? We're going to do a meditation on abundance. We're going to do abundance. Abundance. <laughs> abundance meditation. That's what I'm concurrently seeking. You're like, why don't you seek compassion and um, freedom from negative... I, I don't know. I did enough of that. Let's do abundance. So uh, close your eyes and sense your body and breathe as you need. And sit in the silence and embrace all awkwardness and all cringe in your life. And in this moment, and with your full conscious potential, Imagine glittering, astral, gold coins. Thousands upon thousands of golden coins that represent not wealth, not money, but your ability to do that which you desire to do. Without permission from anyone, not even your so-called higher self or spiritual guide or guardians, do that which you desire for doing that will let you know what you truly desire. And enter life fully, abundantly, richly. Sense the energy of this now. Sense it with no other thought except for that astral golden pile of coins. You can hear the golden coins flowing down from a endless basket. A bottomless basket of golden abundance. And take that energy and place it in one of your chakras. I'm gonna place it in my solar plexus cause I need it there. need it there. I wanna feel the light there. And I trust that one day I will feel the light in my whole body. It will all be integrated. And I won't have to do any of this meditation nonsense. All right, great. Cool. Thank you for joining me. Loving human friends. Please follow me at www.jaronfund.com. J-A-R-O-N-F-U-N-D.com and check out my content, and share my content, and get a hold of me so I can share your content. If you share a piece of my content, in return I will share a piece of your content on the social medias. This is concurrently eleven eleven, so this is a good time to end the podcast. Thank you very much. Love to embrace. Hali Ganesh. And keep within your Spirit.